0: Sri Madhavacharya. In earlier episodes, I have presented two chapters from my book titled Great Saints of India. This is the third chapter of the book dealing with Sri Madhavacharya. Chapter 3 Madhavacharya. Madhvacharya was a Hindu philosopher and the chief proponent of the Dvaita school of Vedanta. He was also known as Purnaprajna and Anandatirtha. Madhava called his philosophy as Tattvavada meaning the realist viewpoint. Dvaita is one of the Three most influential branches of Vedanta alongside the schools of Advaita, which is non-dualism of Adi Shankara, and Visishta Dvaita, which is qualified non dualism of Ramanuja. Madhava's dualism says that human beings and God, which is Vishnu, are wholly separate and that the division between humanity and the divine could only be bridged by bhakti or devotion. Madhava was born in the year 1238 AD in a village about three miles from Udupi in South Karnataka. It is believed that Nadan Tillaya was the name of his father and Vedavati was his mother. His father was a pious Brahmin belonging to Bhagavata Sampradaya and a Puranic by profession. Madhava was born at a late period in his father's life after constant prayer and dedication. His parents named him Vasudeva at birth. Purna Prajna was the name given to him at the time of his initiation into sannyasa as a teenager. The name conferred on him when he became the head of his monastery was Ananda Tirtha. There are amazing stories relating to Madhava's early life. It is said that his father piled up many debts and that to pay them off, Madhava converted tamarind seeds into coins. It is also said that near Madhava's house, a demon named Maniman lived in the form of a snake. Madhava killed him with the big toe of his left foot. It is also told that whenever Madhava's mother was feeling anxious, he would come before her in one jump from wherever he happened to be playing. Even as a young boy, Madhava was renowned as a scholar. When he was only 5, he received spiritual initiation and when he was 12, he accepted sannyasa. At that tender age, Madhava gave up all family ties to travel the length and breadth of India in quest of spiritual knowledge. During the 13th and 14th century, Karnataka was replete with scholars adapting the philosophies of Vedantic thinkers like Adi Shankara and Ramanuja. It was also home to Jains, Buddhists as well as traditions dedicated to Shiva. Madhava was obviously influenced by the pluralistic religious climate of the region in which he grew up. He was educated in the Vedas as well as the philosophies of Advaita and Visishta Advaita. Unsatisfied with what he had learned from these schools, Madhava met Achyuta Preksha, an ascetic who also disagreed with the other Vedanta schools, particularly Advaita. However, in the years that followed, he and his teacher were constantly engaged in heated debates which eventually led Achyuta Preksha to make Madhava the head teacher of his fellow disciples due to his superior abilities. In the course of his travels, Madhava visited Badharika Ashrama, a place of pilgrimage high in the Himalayas. There he met the great sage Srila Vyasadeva who was said to be Lord Krishna's literary incarnation and the author of Vedic literatures. He studied under Srila Vyasadeva and learnt many more things. Vyasadeva gave him a Shaligrama Shila called Ashtamurti, approved his Bhagavad Gita commentary and blessed him with deeper realizations of the Shastras. Thereafter Madhava returned to his birthplace namely Udupi. Madhava wanted to have a temple of Lord Krishna in Udupi. It so happened that in Dwarka, one of the main places of Lord Krishna's pastimes on earth during his time of incarnation, a deity lay concealed within a large mass of Gopichandana clay, which is an yellowish clay used by Vaishnavas. No one knew that deity was there. Since the lump of clay was exceedingly heavy, some sailors loaded it onto their merchant ship as ballast. On the ship's southward journey, Just off the coast of Udupi, a tempest blew the ship aground on a sandbank. At that time Madhava was sitting at the seashore and meditating on Lord Krishna. On seeing the ship caught fast on the sandbank and hearing the cries of the sailors in distress, Madhava waved his cloth in their direction. This calmed the stormy seas and the ship floated free. Madhava then guided the vessel to safety. Pleased with his help, the boat's owners wanted to reward him. The captain offered Madhava whatever he wanted from the ship's cargo. Madhava chose the heavy lump of Gobi Chandana clay. As the crew members were bringing the big chunk before him, it broke apart and revealed a deity form of Alard Krishna with a stick in one hand and a lump of food in the other. At that moment, Madhava composed a beautiful prayer to express his gratitude. Although the deity was so heavy that not even 30 ordinary people could lift him, Madhava carried him back into town all alone. Madhava bathed the Lord in the lake known as Madhava Sarovara and enshrined him in the Sri Krishna Mutt established by him at Udipi. Madhava instituted rigorous standards for worshiping Sri Krishna, and whenever he was in Udupi, he would personally perform the 13 daily worship ceremonies for the Lord. He established eight more Mats, the sannyasis of which has to worship the image by rotation. Madhava's teachings are built on the premise that there is a fundamental difference between the individual soul Called Atman and the ultimate reality called Brahman, namely God Vishnu. According to him, these are two different unchanging realities with individual soul dependent on Brahman, never identical. His teachings disagreed with the teachings of the other two most influential schools of Vedanta based on Advaita's non-dualism and Visishta Dvaita's qualified non-dualism. He smashed this monist idea with the philosophy of Shuddha Dvaita, pure dualism. He proved logically that God is always a person and is always distinct from his creation. As we can see, the sun is producing volumes of energy, but remains the same sun. Similarly, a tree may produce many fruits, but it remains the same tree. Likewise, God produces the material world, but he himself remains a separate from it. He remains the supreme personality of Godhead. Disagreeing on the concept of Maya or illusion propagated by Adi Shankara, Madhava said that the soul is actually the eternal servant of Krishna and that by practicing bhakti yoga, namely devotional service, each of us can return to our original position in this spiritual world. He especially emphasized That even after the individual soul returns to the spiritual world, the individual soul and the supreme soul retain their separate identities and they do not become one. Salvation, asserted Madhava, is achievable only through the grace of God. The Dvaita school founded by Madhava influenced Vaishnavism and the Bhakti movement in medieval India and has been one of the three influential Vedanta philosophies along with that of Advaita and Visishta Dvaita. Madhava has written in all 37 works and they are collectively called Sarvamula. Four of his works are on Brahma Sutras on Bhagavad Gita, 10 are the commentaries on 10 Upanishads, one on the Mahabharata and one on the Bhagavata in order to determine the import and 10 are the Prakaranas. The Rig is a commentary on the Rigveda for a few typical Rigs. Several of his works are of the stotra type. Madhava had many disciples belonging to the Sanyasasrama and many disciples were householders. He vanished from the sight of men in his 80th year while he was teaching the Aitreya Upanishad Bhasya to his disciples. A shower of flowers is said to have rained on him and he vanished from the sight of men in the shower of flowers. I have also published an audio book on the subject. The link for the book titled Great Saints of India and the audio book are given in the description part of this episode.